Welcome to MM Plays, our podcast where we design, play, and discuss a game and campaign. Along the way, we will alternate episodes between actual play adventures and the analysis and discussion of games and design theories that relate to the campaign we're playing. For this campaign, we'll be using the mechanics of Cortex Prime, designed by Cam Banks. We randomly selected a theme and ended up with swashbuckling high school urban fantasy. So join MM Plays as we explore and enjoy a new campaign. And now for the introduction of our players. My name's Chris Nizak, and I'll be playing Silas Flameworth, some of the Flameworth family with a frozen soul that's not my own. I'm Old Man Logan. I'm playing Henrik Gunny Gunderson, son of the enigmatic Winter Wind and rookie Elemental Mage. My name is Jerry, and I'm playing Santiago Zircon. He is the rebellious and reluctant scion of a powerful magic family. I'm Phil Vecchione, and I will be your GM. Welcome back, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the table set up for another installment of Smarty Pants. And we have gathered together to play again. Our table, of course, has our safety tools out. We have our X card. We have our script change cards for pause, rewind, and fast forward. And we've got a couple of traits sitting on the table. We still have the D6 talk to Jenna. That's a clue. Yes. Uh, That's somewhat useful, but still hasn't really been fully explored. We have the understanding of um, Silas's power. I don't remember the exact wording of it, and I sure shit can't read it from upside down. Understanding how my magic works. There you go. That's now at a D10. We raised that up from a D8 to a D10 between sessions based on the scene with Mesame. Yeah, makes sense. Mm -hmm. Makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Cool. We have D8 for We Owe You One, Archie. That's just going to linger. I'll give a little foreshadowing. That one could get raised, but it's probably not going away until the next story. I have some plans for that one. And uh, lastly on the table, we have Drive about Morris's death, D8. That is uh, Silas's focus. Yeah, it's shifted from being angry to being driven by because of uh, Mesame. We have another one that's more of a clock. It doesn't add up is a D6. And this is lingering from the spell that your uh, Silas's father cast on all of you. What? He cast a spell on us? Yeah. Certain things aren't going to add up. I don't know what you're talking about. From time to time, I will just choose to bump up this die. When this die goes over D12, you will all remember what happened in the office. And uh, Mm -hmm. we'll probably replay that scene or pick up from where we left off on that scene. That won't happen for a little bit, but... We had a good talk. And then we had donuts. We did. Their donuts were good. It was a great talk. Yes. Talked about the rock. Yeah. Was that rock? I don't remember what that rock uh, was. It was a rock. Yeah, it was a rock. When you walk out the store, everything will feel right as rain. I remember every little thing as if it happened only yesterday. Yeah, but I don't know anything about that I rock other than how. other than he will look into it. Like, huh, what was on that? What was the deal with that rock? I don't know. It was something Liar. important. It was something important. It was Anywho. good. Yeah, it was good. It's a thing. Sweet dreams, you bastard. I have positive feelings about it. Nothing but positive feelings. Warm and fuzzy. And donuts. Okay, that all happened on Sunday night, your weekend, uh, which opened with Saturday morning being the academic decathlon and finishing in the basement of the Flamesworth house on Sunday evening. It is now Monday morning. So really quick going around the table before you guys arrive at school, what is getting up Monday morning like after that weekend? So let me just start off with Gunny. I wake up. And there is a note on the kitchen table. There is a box of cereal and a bowl. And the note says, grab some cereal and get ready for school. I'm down in the store. And so I do. I get myself ready for school, have some cereal real quick. 
Yeah, the morning's a busy time for your mom because this is yep. like when everyone comes in to get coffee. And does your mom have like a little setup for making sandwiches? Like, you know, can she make breakfast sandwiches down there? Is that a... Uh, we have frozen ones in a microwave. Okay. So you can purchase the frozen ones and nuke them on site if you want. Yeah, that's pretty popular with the... Yes. That's popular with the kiddos. I come into the store today and buy a cup of coffee and a sandwich and leave a $10 tip. Okay. Yeah. I'm rich. I can do that. <laughs> you do. I do that every day from now on. Okay. There you go. Uh, Got to support my bro. That's right. So yeah, you're eating your cereal. Silas is downstairs getting a, uh, <laughs> getting a sandwich. How about tea? Tea's house is a buzz. Tea's house is a buzz. Despite his rebellious nature, is extremely meticulous and organized about his, his morning routine. Gets up, combs his hair, takes a shower. Well, other way around. Takes a shower, <laughs> combs his hair. <clears throat> Actually, after last night, he combs his hair, takes a shower, combs his hair again comes downstairs and is kind of quiet with his family while he kind of mulls over everything that's gone on for the last couple of days. For weekdays, your household is a little more, like breakfast is a little more organized and faster. Mm -hmm. Your dad still makes breakfast, but by the time you come downstairs, it's a simpler breakfast and it's just like grab your plate, go sit at the table, and then like different people have to run out to get to the bus, getting picked up by friends, that kind of thing. Yeah, T's just going to go over and grab um, two slices of toast, take whatever dad's made for breakfast and slap it between the bread and then head out the door so we can get the Tim's on time. And then he goes and he's going to get some more munchkins, get some more drinks. Okay. Um, get the whole thing, get ready for school. Yeah. Just quiet morning contemplate. It's been a busy weekend. Mm -hmm. A lot of things happened. Going to swing into Gunny's place. I'm assuming like most little grocery stores like that, you've got like the boxes of like the full box of like zebra cakes. Oh yeah. Just grab a couple of those and stick them in the backpack as well. Toss some money on the counter. I drag all my friends into Gunny's store too. <laughs> Why do we have to go to this friggin' rundown little <laughs> the hell? It's right across the street. The coffee's really good, and the lady that works here is really nice. Whatever. Yeah, it's a hopping morning for your mom. Alicia, you need to stop being so stuck up. It's fine. <laughs> okay, relax. I'm sorry. We we kind of like rolled over like you for like. Did you want to ask me what I did in the morning too, or, or is that fine? Well, I mean, you wound up telling me that you I like, did. I went to Gunny's, but I didn't tell you like what my you, morning. Yeah, routine. let's back up. You yeah. want to go ahead and tell it's up me. to you. I don't care. No, no, I'd like to. I want to hear. I want to hear how you know getting up in the Flamesworth house uh, went on Monday morning. <laughs> so I get up at like six in the morning, which is what I used to do. I would get up at six in the morning, and then I would go exercise in our private gym that we have. Sure, for like thirty minutes is that's what I do. Which is the first time I've really done it effectively in like a month. So I feel, if not better, at least I want to get going. Okay. Uh, I take a shower. I get dressed. It's very like cut, boom, cut, tie, cut, my shoes on, cut, grab my backpack, cut, say goodbye to my mom and dad, cut, get out of the house and get my, uh, my beetle and drive away, my lime green beetle. And then I go pick up Derek. So very normal morning for you. Yeah, except... I have a pep in my stuff that I haven't had in like two months. Yeah, I think Derek notices it. He's like, good weekend? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You look like your weekend was good? No, no, it wasn't good, but I feel like today needs to be a good day, so I'm going to make it a good day. Okay. All right. Well, I, I How can about you? What'd you do? Nah, man, I, I had a great weekend. I played some Call of Violence and uh, hung out with my parents. We watched a movie and... Uh, we got pizza. So yeah, it was, good. it was a good weekend. Nice, nice. I'd like it to be a little warmer. It'd be nice to go out for a run or bike ride or something. Still a little... It'll be May soon. Absolutely. May, then June, then we're like, we're done. That's true. 
I am looking forward to the summer. Yeah, me too. All right, so where are we going for breakfast? We are going to go to the Gunderson shop across yep. the street. Yeah, all right. From school. That's cool. Can you text everybody to tell them to go there too? Uh, yeah, why? Is there like some deal or something? Picks up his phone. I know the kid that works there and his mom. They're nice people. I'd like to support their store. Oh, yeah. He's in that special class with you, right? Yeah, man. Gunny. He's great. Okay. Well, that's cool. Does he play Call of Violence? Not really, but T does. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've, uh, I've squared up against T. He's, uh, he's hell with the chainsaw cannon. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gunny just started playing. We, we uh, got him playing the game this, this weekend, so. We should guild up or something. We should. We definitely should. I've been talking to a few people online. Like, there's some pretty established guilds, but, you know, we could, you know, we could come up with our own class-wise. Yeah, absolutely. Especially as we're heading into summer. We should have something, we should have something we're all doing during the summer. I turned to him like, yeah, we can call ourselves the Grizzly Griffins. The Grizzly, I like it. Grizzly Griffins. Hard cut in the hallways, heading to classes. The three of you will eventually intersect each other in the minutes before first period. I nod to both of you when I see you. Morning. Put out my fist for a fist bump from T. Bump. I give you the heads up. I'll see you guys in class later. Yeah. Sounds good plan. Monday. Monday. <laughs> School. Can't be any worse than the weekend. I don't know. Yesterday was pretty good. At least, you know. I'm not taking that challenge. This is school. And he walks away. <laughs> School's easy. I, then I fist bump Gunny if he fist bumps me back. <laughs> That's what I say as you're walking away. Before you guys meet up at lunchtime, what's your day? Anything happened? Anything exciting? There's clearly a high from the, the academic decathlon, right? Despite all the drama you guys have had in school land, that just happened over the weekend that there was like a big win against Lockwood Academy. And that makes the yeah. morning announcements. And our next announcement is that we'd like to give a big thank you to our academic decathlon team for taking it to Lockwood Academy and defeating them this past weekend on Saturday. There's, you know, some clapping and stuff like that because... The honor of Creekside has been upheld and those, you know, snobs at Lockwood have been snubbed. Yes. <laughs> Silas totally forgot about the goodness of the academic decathlon. So when Lisa gets all like, yes, we won. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> I'm like, whatever. And she's like probably mad at me because of that. In physics, right? Yep, Just like annoyed, annoyed with you. Like. What's wrong with you? Like, that was a, that was a big win. Y you're right. You're 100% right. I'm sorry. I've just I've been a little preoccupied lately. All right. That was just like two days ago. <laughs> yeah. Preoccupied. Okay. That's fine. But yes, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Good, good way to win. And then she looks at you and she's like, oh, I understand. Okay. <laughs> You're preoccupied uh, because prom's next month. It must be like a little awkward. Well, it wasn't until now. That's my inner monologue, by the way. <laughs> yeah, prom. Um, yeah. Probably not going. Oh, I mean, I totally get it. Like, I understand. Are we juniors or seniors? Are we seniors? Juniors, I, I believe. Juniors? Yeah, we're juniors. Okay. Yeah. okay, so it's our junior prom. That's yeah. fine. No, no, I get it. I, that would be bugging me a lot, too. Well, yeah. If you need somebody to talk to, or, you know, even if you want to, you know, go as friends or something, you know, let me know. Uh, did you just ask me to prom? I offered, in case you were feeling awkward about it and you wanted to go, I offered to go with you as a friend. Uh, thanks. I appreciate that, actually. I thought you hated me. I mean, how can I hate the person who makes me so good? If it wasn't for you, Flamesworth, I would just be, like, above average, as opposed <laughs> to, you know, being... Still less than me? 
I'm going to be the valedictorian next year. We'll so. find out. See, this is what I'm talking about. Um, what would happen if I jumped over you and took valedictorian? Yeah, what about him? I forgot you were there, Gunny. He's really smart, too. I've just been kind of paying attention to the conversation, La- watching it happen. Last time I checked, he was third in the class. She's like, and he'll stay there. Ooh. <laughs> she starts laughing. If you want to throw down. Are you new here? This fight has been going on since sixth grade. Yes, but I didn't care before. Well, oh, man. <laughs> if I have to destroy two men before <laughs> senior year, so be it. Game on. We'll see. I mean, do you want us to give you a handicap since, you know, you're at, look, look, looks like you're asking for one. Are you kidding me? Have you seen my grade point average? <laughs> it's only like 0.01 higher than mine right now. Well, now that you got to carry him. It's going to be even worse for you. If anybody's carrying anybody, it's going to be me. <laughs> we'll see when it comes to SATs. Yeah, we will. Something you <laughs> should know. I test well. See, what are you doing while, the, while these three nerds are like, like all flexing? You're not, I don't think you're in that same physics class. Like, hey, hey, Mook, look, they got meatloaf today for, dinner, for lunch. It's going to be amazing. Oh, I can't wait to eat that meatloaf. Maybe they'll have the, maybe they'll have the gray gravy stuff on top. That actually oh, makes yeah. it taste better. I mean, if they have the little pudding cup next to it, it'd be even best. Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome but if that. one time they actually had gravy instead of just that gray shit? Yeah, I, I think that'd be fantastic. By definition, anything lumpy and, and kind of semi-gelatinous is gravy enough. I um, mean, you hear this guy, he's hanging out with those smart people, and now he thinks he's all smart and stuff. Sometimes you gotta let him go. Sometimes. Ouch. There's no sin in being smart. There's nothing wrong with being smart. No. Just as long as you remember where you came from. It's like that movie with Matt Damon. Like that, that, that you like these apples movie? The, the Bourne movie. I'd go for no, that. No, the, the Ben Affleck one where they, you know, kill people as angels. I'd go for that too. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of angels. Oh, no, wait a minute. I don't think it was that one. Because Robin Williams was in it too. Was that toy? Maybe. Okay. No, it's dogma. You guys lost me. Who are you? Remember, it's TJ, Mook, Nikki, Maria, and Piotr. Those are the, that, that's the gang. And then, of course, Sergey, Sergey later on. That's like Maria looking up from her homework, like trying, like trying to get her homework done before the next class. And it's like, oh, it's dogma, you idiots. Dogma has Robin Williams in it? Oh, Goodwill Hunting? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that the one where they hunt people for sport? No, that's the I Purge, heard, right? I heard Angels. I don't know. Yeah, Angels. That, that's dogma. Don't, I don't want to hear about Angels. Angels are assholes. Just don't forget who you use the chainsaw trebuchet with on the weekends. Uh, while that argument is going on about uh, Matt Damon movies, D walks over. She's the healer girl. Yeah. Healer girl that's kind of... Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. I meant Ash. I wanted to send Ash over. You're right. Ash is Ash the... Ash is the uh, emo girl. Not emo. She's, this is the punk, yeah. the punk girl, right? Yeah. yeah. She's like, hey, we still going to do that concert for Underground Spikes? Mm-hmm. All right. Did you get a ticket yet? Not yet. That's what, next weekend? Yeah. Are you, are you going to get it at the door or are you going to order online? Probably order online now that I know, now that I've got my my schedule set up. This last weekend was a little chaotic. Okay, I mean, you want to do it right now? Sure. She sits down next to you, like just plunks down in the middle of your group of friends. Mm-hmm. Dude, takes out her phone. Look at her. So put this. Uh huh. What, what do you mean? She's get some good go, good job. T. We'll plug some numbers in, and I didn't know he had it in him. He looks up at the two of you. Seriously? Well, you didn't introduce us. This is Ash. Hi, Ash. You've seen Ash around the school before. This yeah, but that I, don't, I don't know her. Yeah, what's up, oh, guys? Ash, nice to Luke, meet you. TJ, Hi, how you doing? Maria. Yeah, these are, these are the, this is the group that are part of my, uh, my Call of Violence guild. We hang out together, eat donuts, and kill people with, uh, in, in video games, of course. Yeah, that's cool. This is Ash. Ash is uh, I don't play video games, part of our special class, and uh, 
Ash is real cool and understands music. Nice. Yeah. I'm into music. What about you guys? Anybody into Underground Spikes? They're okay. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, well, you can look them up. They got some. They got some stuff. They got a website. You can hear their stuff. Oh man, I like watching like stuff on YouTube and mashups and whatnot. Like I like that buckets the drummer guy with the with the horse head mask. He's hilarious. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. They're kind of a music snob. And sometimes he does videos with like Ally the Piper and that girl that plays the the electric violin. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, go ahead, log in, get a ticket. I'm mm-hmm. gonna get one right now. I wasn't gonna do it unless you were going. So yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. Let's definitely do this. Yeah, cool. I'll see you uh, after class. After class, let's do it. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you too. Yeah. Ash takes off. All right, cut to lunchtime. Do you guys find each other at lunch? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. How's lunch? You guys all sit down at the table. I actually sit with my friends, at least for half of it. Okay. (laughs) Because they're still my friends. Yeah. Sure. That's fair. Okay. Then I'll get up and come over like halfway through. All right. Yeah. So let's do that. Let's let's have the scene where uh, where you sit down. You've just gotten to the table. Hey, guys. I don't know how they can call this gravy. He's like sitting on the end of the table. He's polite about it, but he's like going to town on this stuff. He's barely tasting it as he shovels it in. I don't know what you It's good. I'm not saying it's not good, but it ain't gravy. I, I, I don't really eat the school food. You're not missing. They put hair on your chest. Out. You're not missing. And out. your knuckles. Your tongue. Now, my mom. My mom makes kick-ass gravy. I bet your mom can cook the hell out of some gravy. I bet your dad does, too. His is like an leveled flavors like you eat it and then you taste it and then you taste a different flavor when you swallow it and all that man that's 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 impressive yeah you guys got anybody in your families that calls red sauce gravy i heard somebody like i don't know a couple weeks ago and they were talking about gravy on pasta and i'm like why would you put gravy on pasta my grandfather calls it that for some reason i never understood it's weird i don't get it me neither my dad's kind of a foodie so he has a special name for every kind of liquid i mean he is different kinds of gravy he calls different things so uh, he differentiates between you know spicy chicken gravy and regular chicken gravy and beef gravy and pork gravy and an au jus and southern gravy and all everything in between huh your dad has like the most useful hobby ever might be why my mom married him that is a possibility good cook is welcome everywhere that's true ain't nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. so uh what are we doing after school uh we got that thing we got to do right yeah that thing with uh the girl that we met in the park the other night yeah Mm mm-hmm think we can uh and the stuff that we yeah. can use to find the other stuff think we could use your basement again probably all right sounds like a plan probably talk to my dad too he wanted to talk to me about the other thing that's mm-hmm. related i just turn and wave to somebody that's like walking by looking at us like we're like out of our minds it was up just keeps walking by okay so after club my place basement we'll do sounds stuff good yes okay all right do we need to cover anything at guardians class or do we want to just cut straight to the flamesworth basement you could ask d to prom the what now? Why would I do that? Why wouldn't you? Uh, Don't you want to go to prom? Hadn't thought about it. Okay. It's like a big party with a whole bunch of people at it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not planning on going either, but that's because Mesame's not around. But if you go, maybe I'll go. Lisa asked me. Wait, Lisa asked you to prom? As a friend. Okay. I'm this... not going to go with her because Mesame's still around. Well, yeah, obviously. And by then she'll probably be back. We have anything to say about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I, I'm not, you know, I'm not really big on parties with a lot of people. Are you going to prom? No, maybe. I don't know. I'll figure that out the day of the prom. You have to buy tickets for that kind of thing. There's usually a little planning. You think that. You haven't met my gang. We may show up at the prom. Don't ruin the prom. Oh, no, no, no. We wouldn't ruin the prom. We just may show up to see what's going on. I'll decide the day of the prom. Okay. I guess we're not planning on going together or anything like that. 
I mean, do you need me to go do, in with you guys? Do people do that? Yeah, yeah like, like a you, bunch of guys. You get a bunch of guys oh and God. girls together. You get in a limo. You run a limo. You all hang out together. You uh, beforehand, you take pictures. You get in limo. You drive to prom. You go to the prom. You eat. You dance. I thought that was for the real prom. I didn't think it was for like the training wheels prom. I thought couples did that, not like... No, no, the whole, you get like six to eight people together. Maybe even more if you can get like a big, bigger like limo bus or whatever. When I was a sophomore, Mesa May was a junior and we went to her junior prom. It was fun. Okay. Danced all night. Then we went to an after party. Good time. Another party after the party? Yeah, usually somebody hosts one at their house or something. That's too many parties. Really? You don't like people, do you? I mean, I don't like large quantities. That's fair. I thought, that, I thought I thought the after party was held at the hotel and normally in sometimes small, it can be normally in much smaller groups. Oh, uh, it can be, but sometimes they have house parties afterwards. Okay, I think you're thinking of something else, T. Yes, that's what I've been told happens at Brahms. I mean, that happens too. Any we don't talk about that in public. That seems a little crass. That was the whole point of the prom. No. Oh, okay. It's to have fun with your friends at the end of the year. At least that's my take on it. Maybe if it is for you, maybe you might want to recheck your priorities. That's why I wasn't planning on going to the prom. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So we're in the basement. I got the box. T likes the, the structure of the ritual. So he's setting up all the candles and laying everything out like meticulously. Like, oh yeah. Actually like, like measuring the distances and all that kind of stuff. The Flamesworth have like a nice ritual room, mm-hmm. right? Like it mm-hmm. has all sorts of accoutrements like. You're like, well, I probably could use this. Like, this is pretty, like, oh, look, you have powdered silver? Yeah, don't like, use that, though. Yeah. I'll get in trouble. No, we, we described last time, there there are already, like, ritual rings, like, oh, yeah. built into the floor and all there that. There are. But, but there's, like, a cabinet. Like, the Flamesworth have, like, really nice ritual stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, all of their candle holders are really nice. They have, you know, there's a jar of powdered silver if you need it, that kind of thing. So, also, T, there's, like, this book, and I show you a book about, like, metaphysics. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll look through that as well. As you can tell, different elements and different uh, accoutrement and different symbolic pieces actually can help or hinder rituals in different ways. That was like Magic 101 for us. I appreciate it. I mean, it's neat to see them in pictures here. I've, I've, we talked I'm about I'm just it, talking about this because remember when we did a ritual the first time, you were like, I'm really not good at this. That's because you were winging it with rubbing dirt on our eyes. He likes structured rituals. When you say that to me, the, the yeah. Magic 101 thing to me, yeah. dude, you had a hard time putting this together out in the woods. Yeah, that's because that was all on the fly. I like the structured ritual magic. Oh. I love the idea of, like, like I, if, if I could talk my parents into it, I would build one of these you're, in our house, You're not too. an improviser. If I don't have to, not for rituals. rituals oh, okay. Are, rit- oh, that makes rituals, sense. Rituals are all about structure and organization. Sort of. You, you wing it on the fly when you're beating somebody down with a sword. That's when you improvise. I mean, you also have to be able to wing it on the fly when you're out in the field. You don't have any of the stuff on you. Of course. But if you can, you have this. And that's sure. how you end up rubbing dirt in your eyes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. He's like, I brought candles. He brings his own little candles out. Okay. I think we might have to bring candles with us all the time. Like, I didn't know, man. It's okay. I appreciate it. Here, you set it up then. I mean, I mean, I like a book, so. Gunny, let's go play Call of Violence while he's setting it up. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he laughs at that and lets him go. <laughs> Trebuchet! While you guys are upstairs, you're working on the, you know, measuring this, mm-hmm. measuring that, and the door opens to the ritual room. Oh. Sorry, was expecting, well, not you. Mr. Flamesworth? Oh, working on a ritual there, team? Yeah, I'm setting something up while the, while the others are uh, relaxing. They, uh, they put you to work building the ritual? No, vice versa. I want to do the ritual. This is very relaxing for me. I myself am a big fan of rituals as well. What's your effect? As he kind of like walks around and is like, 
we're going to try to track down, um, well, somebody that we think, I thought we told you about this yesterday. Anyway, the girl that we think's involved with the disappearance. Of that mundane boy? Yes. The drug dealer girl. So location tracking spell. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, I'm pretty familiar with these. I like your form here. Oh, thank you. And you see, he's got the book open. He keeps looking back at it to, to just double check to make sure he's actually doing things correctly. Not to critique. He's like, mm-hmm. in fact, your execution on this is excellent. And he goes down to the book and he's like, this is a great tracking ritual, mm-hmm. but you'll actually find there's even a uh, more elaborate one. It's a bit longer to assemble. And he turns the page and he just shows you. He's like, this right here, mm-hmm. a little more complex, but a little more oomph in execution. So keep that in mind. When you have a little more time or you want a little trickier uh, assembly, this one does require, like I said, a good couple hours to put together. He's going to take a look at that one as well, make a couple notes, and then go back to the one he's got right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was just looking for my son. Do you oh, know where he is? Uh, yeah, I think they're upstairs playing uh, Call of Violence. You can tell him we're almost done here. We'll be ready in about 10 minutes, so. Sure, I'll go whenever, check up on them. Whenever they're done slaughtering people, we'll be ready. You guys are up there playing away. Frag them. Frag them! I'm fragging them. I'm fragging them. Oh, man. Go over there. Go over there. Grab the dagger launcher. Grab the dagger launcher. Where's... I don't... Where's, it's over there on the right. See? It's, oh. right, it's right under that crate. Okay, okay. I'm still getting used to where they hide shit. Sure, absolutely. Oh, man. You're back. You're back. You're back. Ah! Crap. It's okay. You'll spawn us. Oh, God. I got fragged, too. Afternoon, boys. Oh, hey, Deb. What's up? Oh, nothing. Just wanted to see how your day went. Oh, uh, pretty good. But it seems like you guys are busy and uh, found tea in the basement. Oh, yeah. He's setting up a ritual that we're going to pull he, off in about, you know, whenever he's done. He kicked us out. He didn't want us around. Well, too many cooks spoil a ritual. That's true. I think they just wanted me to get more experience with Call of Violence because they don't like that I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I was never one for video games. They, I mean, yeah, I get that. No, I mean, just... uh. Always uh, at my studies. But anyway, uh, good luck with your ritual. And um, uh, Hey, uh, do, you have, do you have a minute? Uh, sure. Because you said you wanted to talk to us about the other stuff tomorrow or like later. Sure. So we're going to be performing a ritual to track the girl that we believed has been stealing essence from people. Yes. How much do you, uh, what do you know about her? I know that her name is Samia and... That she is the one that potentially killed Morris. Do you know why? To take his essence. Yes, he. she took the essence of a mortal that's non-magical. Interesting. Yep. What the, did they do? The implement is a, looks like, seems to be some sort of golden dagger or blade with blue stones in it. At this moment, give me a, I want some sort of, I think. Emo, Read his face row? Yes. Oh, some man. Why is it emo? I'm so bad at this. <laughs> Okay, I can use the fact that he's my father, which is a relationship that I have, so Absolutely. I can use the D6. Yes. I can probably use the thing that I'm driven about Morris's death on yes. this one. Uh, I will use Veil, right? Because this seems like a Veil yeah, thing. Yeah, this is definitely a Veil thing. He's definitely talking to you in a Veil manner. Mm-hmm. Oh, Distinction, son of a Flameworth. Yep. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to just be going with 2D8. Normally, for clues, I go with a D- 2D6, but um, Mr. Flamesworth is a little more obscure. But I have an 8 total. I rolled an 11, but I do have a... That's not a... Yeah, I do... No, I don't have a one. Sorry. No problem. 11 beats my eight. When you mention the gold dagger, there is like a little flash of recognition. When you say that, he's not completely surprised when you talk about it. He clearly knows something about golden daggers. So, uh, Dad, do you know anything about 
about the dagger or the implement that they're using? I know that you, this is kind of like your area of expertise dealing with weird stuff like this. I've seen a few reports. Nothing concrete, but I've a uh, few things have come across my desk. Uh, enough that uh, if you do find this girl, I would be very interested in talking to her. Yeah, her or a girl named Jenna, who's also involved, are the ones that are at least doing this at, at some local parties. They're also selling this, and I actually will pull out one of the Altoids and hand it to him. He takes a look at it, puts it in the palm of his hand, he concentrates for a second, and he's like, it's clearly magical. Yeah, it makes somebody exceptionally intelligent, or at least good at what they're trying to do for a, a little while, like 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, something like that. So this essence is makes you smart? Smart or more productive, I suppose. It, yeah, it makes you smarter. So he he looks at it and uh, he says to you, he's like, would you mind if I hold on to this? Yeah, we have a bunch. Okay. And I assume, just to be clear, none of you are taking any of them. Why would oh, we? Oh, hell no. Good. This kind of artifact, especially in the hands of a mundane person, is clearly a violation of the veil. So just to understand that this girl, when you find her, needs to be turned over to the veil. Sure. Mm -hmm. Your teacher would have told you that, but I'm since I'm here, I'm just going to tell you that now, is that uh, we'll be very interested in speaking to her, this Jenna girl. So keep on doing what you're doing. You can either call your teacher or you can call me. Okay. But I will be very interested. Uh, I'd like to know more about this. And I'd like to hear her story about this golden dagger. Can I ask you one more thing? Sure. Why are you covering up the fact that I have Mesame's essence inside me. And he turns and looks <laughs> at Gunny. He knows. Well, of course he knows. I'm the one who talked to him after his powers manifested. Why? It's complicated. No, it was complicated. Erlis was Mesame's mother. Is Mesame's mother? Yes. Was very upset uh, when her daughter went missing and initially wanted the essence removed from you immediately. Okay. In a way that I wasn't sure was going to be safe for you physically. Oh. Ah. So it took a little work to talk to her, to convince her that you would be capable of housing her essence. Clearly, Mesame chose you for a reason. And I don't think that while a ritual could pull her essence out of you and store it in some sort of container, I don't know what that kind of ritual would do to you. So this is a keeping me safe thing. Of course. I mean, you're my son. Okay. But these things are complicated. Erlis is a very powerful woman, and she was rightfully upset. And I didn't want you talking to her because I didn't want her until I was sure that she was not going to harm you. I didn't want her doing something like coercing you into a ritual or talking to you and convincing you that she could safely take it out. I'm not convinced. She was, but I wasn't. Well, I will tell you that she did approach me. I'm not overly surprised. But it wasn't about that. It was about finding he did this and she wants to kill them. Well, I'm sure she does. That's not how we do things, but I'm sure that's how she wants to do this. And I told her that too. Yes, well. I can also tell you that what happened to Mesame is the same thing that happened to Morris. Same dagger? Same kind of dagger? I don't know that they're the same one. This is why I'm going to need to talk to these girls when you find them. Something else 
is going on here. And I can't talk to you about all of it, but I can tell you that finding those girls is not only good to figure out what happened to Morris, good to figure out what happened to Mesame, but maybe much more important than that. Is he, like, surprising them so much more together than I was yesterday? He's talking to you to check you out. Pause. I'll tell you from a meta level, right? He cast a ritual on you. I know. Yesterday. He needs to know that A, you're okay, and B, that it took. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's not being disingenuous, but he is talking to you more today than he has in the last couple days. Yes. It's certainly more than since everything that happened. Yeah. I'll tell you the only reason that I'm okay with it is because we had a talk yesterday that was really good. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Very productive. Very yeah. productive. Yeah, you feel good about it. And he told me to ask him these things. You did. And he's answering. All right. Well, resume. All right. Well, we have to go downstairs. Uh, T's probably almost done setting up the ritual. Sure. Yeah, I, I just got fragged again anyway. <laughs> I'll talk to you later, Dad. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, call me when you find these girls. I will. Bye, Mr. Flamesworth. Bye, Gunny. What do you got, T? T's sitting on the floor. Got the book open next to him. He's actually reading the, the, the more complicated ritual and making some notes in a little notebook. Yeah, it's pretty cool, that complicated ritual, but it's a lot more. It's really good, but it will, it would require a lot more time to put oh, together. look at this. Nerd alert. Oh, this book does have some cool stuff in it. Take a look, Silas. We could try doing this someday if we have enough time. Yeah, that would have been more effective. It yeah, would have taken a lot longer to put together, and there's a bit more risk in utilizing it. Yeah, but that's more than just Magic 101. So you're right, this book does have some awesome stuff in it. Anyway, I think we're all set here. I got the candles lit, but I haven't started the rest of it yet. Okay. Well, you set it up. You can do it. All right. Cool. Let's talk about this. This is um, activation and effect. I think the effect is find Samia. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for this one, I'm actually going to tell you that this one requires a die roll. And to be specific, it requires a die roll uh, because Samia does not want to be found. Heroic is better than regular. Effect die, not necessary. Okay. So this is going to be... Obviously, emo, mage, and just probably not, not a big numb guy. And I think that's all I've got. I, I can't use my mana pool for this, obviously, because we're not in the middle of combat, correct? If you have something in your mana pool, right? You can draw it out. You just don't get a mana. You just I, don't get a mana die, right, Chris? This is where the flexibility of the game comes in, right? Mm-hmm. You can say that if he wants to use a mana pool die, mm-hmm. that he won't have that mana pool die for a while. Oh, yeah. Like, he can't get it back till like, the second, like... Until after a combat or something? Correct, yeah. Yep. Until we do something else. It's one of those kind of things. Like, you've burned some mana to, like, keep this ritual go. Like, you could even say, like, I'm using my mana pool die, and then that mana pool die is gone until you let go of the ritual, because the ritual's a tracking spell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will use, then I will use one of my mana pool dies for this. Yeah, it's really whatever you want. Yeah, no, it's fine. I, I mean, what I want is the roll, right? Mm-hmm. That's my activation cost is the roll, not the mana die. Like, I need him to make the roll. So sure. I, don't, I don't get to pick two of those. You, you do. You get to pick up the four. One or more. No, I do. Mm-hmm. So I do. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, then it's the mana die and and it's the roll. Samia's ritual, by the way, is represented by her 2d8, her d8 for her distinction, and she has also burned a mana die. Let's be clear real quick. Is the He's going to use the mana die in the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that mana die gone for how long? I can use from the activation list, step down a mana pool die by one or more steps. You can, so then it is just that until we actually get into a fight of some sort. Yeah, so like turn a mana die to a d4. Okay. Well, it's going to be, so my D6 is now a D4. Yep. Temporarily. And here we go. Setting the difficulty for scrying her. 
that is a 14. Stop rolling so high. <laughs> wow. He, he rolled max on two dice. Yep. I can't do it even if I use all my dice. That didn't work. Nope. So, when it doesn't work, you don't detect where Samia is. What did we do wrong? Why? We got all the pieces? We did the... I reached out to her and I, I could feel something pushing back at us. There's something keeping us from finding her. I could see it. I could uh, see it in the, the conflicting magics that he's mm-hmm. putting out there. <sighs> from a narrative positioning point of view, you will need something more personal to her if you want to scry her again. I don't think we have anything of hers, do we? We don't have anything. We didn't get anything of hers from the, from the park, did we? No, you don't have anything of hers, comma, right now. Yeah, the problem is we have to find her. We don't even know who she is. To get something We don't have her last her. name. We don't know anything about her, aside from the, um... You know somebody? You know somebody? You know but... somebody. Not Jenna, the other guy. Lloyd? What's his name? Lowell. 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 Yeah, we can go talk to Lowell. We could. He hates uh, me right now. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's not fond of any of us, but yeah, he hates you. We could turn this around and do the other thing. We'll just put the ritual together, the more complex one, to track Mesame's essence. Ooh. I like that. Let's do that. The look on Phil's face when you said that was, was priceless. <laughs> right turn, Clyde. Sorry, that just, all of, a, all of a sudden Phil's eyes got wide for a second. Well, I mean, we could go yep. shake down Lowell, or we can do the thing that we actually intended to do, which is find Mesame, since we have a, a plan for doing that now. Okay, turn to the page with a big ritual. We're going to put this thing together. It's going to take a couple hours. That's fine. Yep. Okay. We're going to need pizza. We're going to yes, need pizza. We're going to need pizza. And no, I'll just have the chef make some food for us. Or we could get pizza. I'll just have the chef make some pizza for us. Okay. I've never had fancy chef pizza. It's like regular pizza. It's still pizza, right? They, they just put the cheese on by sprinkling it overhead with like one hand. At, at do you angle. want us to not do this? No, it's fine. Okay. I need a few moments, but that's fair. <laughs> yeah. You're way off the map at this point, but give me a few, give me a few moments to recover. I'm not without yeah. my, I'm not without my skills. We have all of the fictional position to do it. So I figured we'd do it. Okay. We're back from uh, what is a 15 minute break. If we were in AP land, somebody might just edit this to make it seem like seamlessly. I like knew exactly what to do. I, in fact, I will. No, don't. Okay. We're playing an actual real game. I took a break to quick jot some notes to cover some material that wasn't prepped that was more than i wanted to wing and so we just took a quick bio break and i did what every gm has done countless times is use the bio break to quick whip up the material i needed to complete i think it's a perfectly natural part of the game it's a real actual play i'll leave it in there yeah let's stay in all right let's cast this uh ritual we set it up for two hours I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm, I, I have to. You guys need to feed mana into me, though, so that I can really oh, yeah. utilize the essence of Mesame to do this. Yeah, so let's go with um, effect again is going to be to track down Mesame's essence. I'm going to just say that this requires time to complete. I, I don't need a roll for this. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, we'll just move things along, and I will tell you some stuff. That's nice, because I was going to blow everything I could possibly blow on this roll. No. Uh, where you are is it's now late Monday night. Uh-huh. So I know this won't be a problem for you as the son of a Flamesworth, but what are you two doing way past any kind of curfew on a Monday night? And I'm looking at <laughs> uh, Gunny and T because in order to set this ritual up after the ritual that you already cast, plus you had already been after school dinner, 
You were like well into like 11 o'clock on a Monday night. T calls home and waits to see who picks up the phone. Then asks for their mom or dad, whoever's there. Yeah, I think one of your siblings picks it up. Yeah. Like, hey, could you get mom real quick? Sure. You know, mom gets on. Yeah. Oh, hi, honey. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm over here at the Flameworth house and, um. Oh, yes. We're in the middle of doing a ritual kind of for the veil stuff. Oh, and so, big guardian stuff, huh? Yep. And so I'm going to probably be out here a little bit later than normal. Probably quite late in the night. But uh, Mr. Flamesworth knows we're here. And don't worry, I'll be up in time for school tomorrow. I got all my homework done already. All right. Well, you have fun and, um, you know, be careful. It's nighttime. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, you know, you're casting rituals. Be respectful to the forces out there. You would not believe this ritual room. They have a fully stocked, set up, permanent ritual room with per- permanent circles on the floor, Mom. It's amazing. Oh, honey, I've been to the Flamesworth's ritual room before. That's where we have our... <laughs> <never mind. laughs> they do not. <laughs> they do not. At least Silas is telling himself they do not. <laughs> Please, God, no. No, I mean, your parents are pretty high up on the food chain yeah. as well. Like, they've been to the Flamesworth house. Now the interesting phone call. Yes. Ring, ring. Hello? Ma, hey, it's Gunny. Do you need a ride? It's getting pretty No, late. um, here, here's the thing. We're, we're doing some studying for the club, and we've got this big complex thing that we're trying to study for, and it's, it's, it's taken a while. So we were going to kind of like, just kind of crank on into the night with it. It's it's a Monday. Yeah, I know. Um, Gunny, can you grab the eye of Newt? And uh, so we're we're at the Flameworth house. Gunny, what are you doing? Hang on, I'm talking to my ma. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyhow, anyhow, it's late, it and is. I understand you're doing schoolwork. And trust me, I think it's important. It's going to help you your college applications. But it's it's getting kind of late. Yeah, I know. Since I'm the newest one, I'm really trying to you know put in a good effort Uh with them, you know, just kind of, you know, to get started. So I'm going to have you make a role. Yes. But it's not the role that you think it is. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to have you, your mom just believes you because you're her son and she just believes you. The role you need to make is resisting the trait that I'm going to put on the table for Uh how guilty you feel for blatantly lying to your mother. That that is perfect. We're just going to go with the 2D6 here. As a challenge, you build yourself up a pool to lie to your, like, you're, you can do performance or emo because you are either lying to yourself or just managing your emotions. However, you, you pick the approach, but your mom just, you flat out lie to her and she flat out believes you because you yeah. are her good son that never gives her any problems. Yeah. I'm actually going to go performer on this one, which is actually the lower one, but I'm really, I'm trying to pull one over on mom, which... I feel very guilty about. <laughs> uh, of course, it's school. I depend. I would say this is probably veil because you're using the veil to that's, lie about it. I get that. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. We're we're veiling it. I can't disappoint my mom. And you are definitely Ob. <laughs> and we're gonna throw my d6 for my mom. My relationship with my mom on this. I rolled an eleven. Not bad. Not bad. Manage those emotions. Well, there is a one there for you, should you so desire. Sure, sure. I'm going to add an extra die to make it a 13. Okay, I am going to take, I'm going to buy your one. I'm going to just assign you a D6 for, uh, you are distracted. Yup. You're just a little unfocused right now. On the bright side, that won't linger like, my mo- I'm guilty because I <laughs> lied to my mom for like the next like three sessions. All right, now you're free and clear to cast this ritual. This ritual takes a little time. It is uh, complicated. It's intricate. It's pretty sophisticated. 
it reveals a location to you that is north of, let's see, how's your geography? You know where Tacoma Street is? Yeah. North of Hurdle, those houses that are kind of like between Hurdle and Kenmore. Yep. Okay. So for our non-Buffalo folks, this area is uh, residential. It is known for multifamily houses that are like practically stacked on top of each other. They're kind of like where I live. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very much like where you live, where there's a house, a driveway house, house, a driveway house, and often two-story duplexes. Yeah. Upstairs, downstairs, attic, basement. Yeah, exactly. Very small front lawn, street. Exactly. That is exactly where... Um, all the property lines and fences all butt right up against each other. Yeah. And everything's on top of everything. Very crowded. It's not suburbia at all. No. But it's also not New York City. No. No, not in the least, because they are just merely like two-story houses. Most of these two-story houses have um, second floor walkout balconies. Yep. This location, you guys scry, you can see in the scrying the address, as well as you can see that it's coming from the second floor of one of these houses. It's like an olive house on top, white siding on the bottom kind of thing, but it's definitely coming from the second floor. We can go do this right now before it moves. Okay. Yeah. In yeah. case they can move it. Let's, Let's do go. it. All right. We're leaving. We're going to drive there. It takes probably, from where we're at, apparently it takes 15, 20 minutes. Oh, I, I think if, if 15 tops, because you live off of Delaware. I do. Yeah. yeah. This is like a five, this is like an eight minute, 10 minute drive. Here. Yeah. This is not far from you at all. This is super close. I, I mean, it's close in geography. It is pretty far in finance. That Delaware Avenue. My uh, house is like probably worth $800,000 to a million dollars. This house we're going to go see is probably, actually it's probably worth more now, but that, that house we're going to see is like we're worth 150, maybe 125. That stretch, which I actually drive to when I go to work, like is Mansion Row, right? Like, yeah. So as we're driving, like, so what's the plan? Hmm. We're a bunch of kids on a Monday night approaching midnight about to break into a house to snatch back the physical essence of my girlfriend slash mesame slash pretty awesome human being or elemental well when you say it like that um i don't know any thoughts we could always get a distraction i mean and make a lot of noise it well not us have somebody else make a lot of noise like a bunch of you know rebellious teens out for the night mean mean like the rebellious teens that you know yeah. I'm down with that. Go give them a call. Yeah. See if they just want to come down and make some noise in the neighborhood. Although that might bring the cops over here. Yeah. Might be a backup plan. This could go. I think we should scout the place out first. Then if, if it looks like we need a distraction, then that's the way to go. Okay. Recon first. Okay. So we get there and we look at the house. It is as described. There's some people parked on the, uh, you know, cars parked on the road. It's got single side parking. So like everybody's parked on one side of the road. There's a driveway, there's a car in the driveway, but you don't know whether it belongs to the upstairs or downstairs apartment. And there's a light on, on the second floor. Not a ton of them, but there's some light coming through uh, one of the windows. I, how do I figure out if there's like magical defenses on this place and what they might be? The answer in all cases would be to cast a ritual for a full explanation. But I think that just using a little magic and emo would let you know if you could detect like a, a serious spell sitting in place kind of thing. I have not had a chance to spend my experience points to get my emo up. Somebody else want to do this? <laughs> you really Since want it's to. emo. And I, I can give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, go for it. You want me to, you want me to Luke this up, reach out with my feelings? 
you are distracted, so I'm throwing that extra D6 in. Yes. 2D6 for the 2D6 for looking for clues and a D6 because you are distracted. You specifically said magic, mage, or are we still veil in this? I'll accept either. You're doing veil work here, so you're definitely safe with veil or, or mage. Yeah, I'm going to use mage because it's the higher die in this case. Ooh, so I'm curious, why is it mage instead of veil for you in this case? That's my favorite part of the affiliations is the, because it's the why you do the thing, not the, yeah, not the, in oh. this particular instance where it's, it's practical application of magical ability, like reach out and see if you can feel some magic. Not veil standard way either, just a, yeah, just a just natural like, feel? just to see if I can figure it out. He also hasn't had a lot of classes at this point. He's, oh, I'm with you. Yeah. He's still out there. I just want to hear what he had to say about it. I, I was an, curious. I have an eight total. And we'll use my dad's, uh. We'll use my dad's distinction, sins of the father, magical talent, and things like that. An eight total, huh? Crushed it. That's a 14, kids. Ooh, nice. 14. That's a heroic. So first, let me answer your initial question. There are no magical defenses up. So Gunny, like, puts his hand out to sense everything? Mm-hmm. It's just the way I figured I would do it. Close my eyes and reach out with the force. <laughs> I just say it because, you know, it's radio. Yes. This Hans. was for your benefit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought he was trying to high-five us, so. No. No, I figured that's what he was doing to sense the magic. The heroic success part of this is that you do detect the lingering essence of a ritual that has been casted probably in the last couple hours. Interesting. I'm not feeling anything that's like a magical defense, but there's kind of a lingering of a ritual that was cast recently. Okay. Within the last couple of hours, maybe. Okay. You know anything about it? You'd have to investigate more. You know what I'm going to do that I didn't do because I was so excited to leave while he's doing that? I'm going to text Miss Cortez and tell her what we're doing, and I'm going to text my dad and tell him what we're doing. Okay. From here. <laughs> so you forgot to tell him as you left I the house? I was too excited. There yeah. you go. T, look, I don't have a good plan, but I think we should do something sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Yes. Look- I'll go up the front door. You go in the back door, T. Yep. You fly up to the second floor. Yes. At the appropriate time. They won't even expect it. And yes. then find the essence, whatever it's stored in, and let's get the hell out of here. We don't have to beat anybody. And if you see anything else, like the golden dagger or whatever, grab it and let's go. It's a plan. It's not a great plan. No, but it's the plan we're going to go with. Okay. I didn't say it was a good idea. I said it's what we're going to do. That's what we do. Get them, Ray. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. your plan. Get them. We're a bunch of kids. Yep. Yes. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. I think it's a perfectly sound plan. This will be just like storming XL Bunker in the in the game. Yeah, I know, right? Call of Violence? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. I haven't stormed the bunker yet. All right, so here's the oh deal. Oh my God, we're a bunch of teenagers using video game tactics in real world situations. This is a problem. So <laughs> the front door is no problem, right? The front door is made for like, it's the kind where it opens up and then there's like a, it's like your place. Like there's a staircase going up and then there's like a door at the bottom mm-hmm. it, it's made like it's not locked it's made for people to go in and out sure so whoever's got the front door no roll okay like Me. you just walk unless you're trying to be super stealthy i'm trying to be really quiet okay as soon as i realize i'm not being quiet then i truck it okay the back door mm-hmm. getting through the back of the house does this house have a back porch or not there's probably a back door yeah there's a back there's like a back door so that door is not normally open uh, that one will require some form of strength to get it open. Yeah. And Gunny, if you are flying up to the second floor, <laughs> I'm going to need a... Can't you do that? You can do that, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's done it. I'm going to need a veil check, specifically veil, because you need to hide this. 
casting it isn't your problem. It's not getting caught by anyone that you're about to float up to the second floor door. So Silas is fine. Mm -hmm. He's running up the stairs to the front door. There's a little bit of noise. What is the difficulty to go through the back door? Uh, yeah, that's, I'm um, set your roll right now. What, what is it? D, 2d8, 2d6, 2d what? 2d8. 2d8. Okay. D4 it and get your plot point, man. Yeah, we'll try it. Worst case scenario, I just make noise. Here you go. I'll give you a plot point. Thank you. Uh, six. Oh. No ones. And I got a six. I can spend a plot point to make that an eight and succeed. Okay. Yeah, you break the door. You just, you know, be all, uh. Pook. Yeah, you, just for a moment, you are all earth elementally. Yeah, I don't break the What I do is I, I just, I push on the door and I just twist the door knob until it actually pops. I'm not going to try to break the door. I'm just going to try, well, I'm going to break the lock, basically. Yeah. Okay, cheese ball locks. You just push right through, go in, pop them on the head. Okay. There you go. Okay, I'm actually, your difficulty is only 2d6 because it's night and there's not like a lot of people out. Like this is like 11 o'clock at night. People aren't like sitting out on their porches or like, trying to look outside more like 11 30 midnight exactly yeah yeah so this one isn't too hard because like this would be way harder if you were trying to do this at six in the afternoon or six in the evening i have a six as well for that that would be a 10 sir you very gracefully with what looks more like just like a big jump you just whoosh and you're up on the second floor and i'm am i walking up the stairs now yeah cool as quiet as I can. Mm-hmm. Are these stairs like this place? They're fucking <laughs> creaky as shit, probably. <laughs> okay. The door that's open is on the second floor. It's the second floor balcony. Yeah, you're on the second floor balcony. No one was expecting anyone to come up through the second floor no balcony. No one expects the, the teenage kid on the balcony. Nobody looks up. Yeah, so your door is locked, the back door is locked, and your door is not. I'm going to look in the windows first to see if I see anything. There was a light on somewhere up here. Yeah, it's it's in the living room. You can see the lamps on in the living room. There doesn't, there's no one in the living room. <laughs> Are either one of you breaking the lock on the other two doors? I am. I'm going to freeze it. Okay. This lock is not exceptionally great, <laughs> but it's not also, but it's also a 10, so. <laughs> that's fine. Geek fail, frozen soul, it's not my own. Assuming that's still working. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to try to, uh, I have control over earth. Yeah. Including metal. I'm just going to try to cause the whole interior mechanism to just kind of crumble apart. Oh, I love it. I'll also, yours is a 10. I'll just grab two more sixes and I'll roll for you. Oh, I rolled two ones. You, you succeed. I was going to roll with my Yeah, no, you're great. You're great. But he could get a super success. Go ahead. You, I, I have. Oh, you botched. I botched. No, no, you don't have to roll. That's what I'm saying. So I don't get, well, I was going to, I was going to roll the D40 to get the extra plot point. That's okay. All right, good. So I just... Well, technically, you still roll the dice. Like, I rolled my oh, dice. Oh, yeah, because you could botch. I could botch. You could yep. botch. Just roll. And I'm then pick up ones. your point. <laughs> no ones, and I got a 13. You subtly make this door yeah. um, unlock. Instead of destroying the inside, as I'm trying to shift things around, they actually just unlock on me, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you yeah. essentially pick it. Yeah. So I am um, going to reduce my frozen cells on my own to a D4. But I'm also going to spend a plot point to double my geek die for this mm-hmm. because I can. Yep. So I have a D4 in there, but I have 2D10 and a D8 also. I rolled a one. I'll spend this plot point to uh, get an 11 so I can succeed if you want to buy my one. Oh, yeah. No, I'll buy it. Give me a second. Okay. I'll take that one. Ba- I'll take that plot point back. This is just like, I'm just funneling plot points back yep. and forth now. I've, been st- I- I've spent three plot points, but I'm still at two. I'm trying to think what would be a suitable way to, what, what has happened here? I mean, I could have made some noise if there's something that will alert in here. Oh, I like that. 
We'll start a little, uh, it's getting loud. There is a downstairs neighbor. So far, D6. It's getting noisy. Neighbor isn't completely annoyed yet, but definitely kind of annoyed. All right, they crack their locks. Mine is not locked. Yeah. I just grab the handle, slowly turn it. Thank you for listening to Misdirected Mark Plays. Now let's do some Patreon shots before we get out of here. Let's start with the Royal Court. Ty Prunty, known as Lord Timemonger, Lars Henrik Evjan, the Lord Out of Time, Jim, the Royal Merchant Emeritus, Chromatic Chameleon, the Queen's Spy Mistress, J.T. Evans, the Queen's Librarian, Schmitty, the Keeper of the Labyrinth, Andrew Dacey, the Warden of Whiskies, Andy Olson, the Duke of Dice, John Carney, the Court Necromancer, Craig, the Lord of One Name, Tiberius Starcrash Smith, the Baron of Britannia, Eric Bontz, the Were-Gator, and Kevin Lovecraft, the Royal Beard. Other patrons include Chris Constantine, Miko Froelich, Eric Simon, Not That Billy Mitchell, Fiona, Huxley, Kathleen Halpern, Christopher Gamelk, Michael Becca Sperm, Joseph Knoll, Carlos, Heptilemma, Michael Draper, Cubano, Alice Kira, Jim Fitzpatrick, Brantley Harris, Steve Radabaugh, Rory McLeod, Ninjabi, Joseph Peralta, Brian Kurtz, my Brett, not my Brett, but somebody's Brett, Chris Steele, Jared Rasher, Eileen Barnes, and Brandon Barnes. Thank you so much for being our patrons. If you'd like more content like this, you can check it out at misdirectedmark.com. If you are interested in supporting the show and other shows on Misdirected Mark Productions, you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash MMP. You can get a whole bunch of stuff there, including extra bonus podcast episodes, material concerning this game, The Children of the Shroud, that includes character sheets, our game rules, some of our setting stuff, and Phil's thoughts from behind the screen. If that's not your thing, then you can just tell a friend about us. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, there are a variety of shows on our network. You can check out Panda's Talking Games with Phil and Senda, where they talk about all kinds of game stuff. The Gnomecast, where a bunch of gnomes get together to talk about gaming topics to avoid being thrown in the stew. And Thaco with Advantage, where Ange and Jared talk all about D&D. They're going to talk about it anyway, so why not record it? If that's still not enough content for you, we have a number of other podcasts that we recommend and are friends with. The Tabletop Bellhop, your board game concierge. The Knights of the Night, an excellent AP podcast. Mastering Dungeons, where they talk all about D&D if you want some more D&D stuff. And How to RPG with Sean P. Kelly. You can catch that on YouTube. He's live on Saturday mornings. I'm often in the chat room there. Well, this has been a Misdirected Mark production. The media arm of Encoded Designs. Mic drop. We out.